0: Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Gracie Olmsted, and today I'd like to share my plea against the insidious autumn creep. I remember going to the pumpkin patch as a child. We'd put on our fluffy jackets and boots and button ourselves up against the autumn cold. On especially cold pumpkin-gathering mornings, frost would sparkle on the ground. Growing up in a farming community meant our lives were tightly tethered to the seasons. Even though I didn't live on a farm myself, I knew its rhythms. We pickled green beans in July, canned peaches in August, made applesauce and apple butter in September... The summer's juicy garden tomatoes spoiled us for the winter's grocery store versions. The fact was, foods were and are better in their seasons. But these days, it often seems like seasons don't matter anymore. Put a little cinnamon in there. Put a little nutmeg in, too. It's a Autumn creep a is growing as insidious and prevalent as the Christmas tree ornaments that show up in October, even amid sweltering August weather. Pumpkin spice products, which now include deodorant, begin lining grocery store shelves. Here, Starbucks. We said, Hey, pumpkin, spice. People wear scarves before the temperature is dropped below seventy degrees. Some people shrug their shoulders and let the kitschy season creep continue. But there's a reason it matters. It reveals how susceptible we are to environmental revisionism, to embracing ignorance of and isolation from nature's rhythms. And that susceptibility is only growing stronger as our industrialized system of agriculture distances us from the realities of seasonal food production. If you were to talk to a locavore chef, she would explain that there's a season and a time to buy and eat tomatoes. It's summer, by the way. Same with berries, asparagus, apples, and bell peppers. Grocery stores give us the perception of year-round bounty, of a never-ending profusion of produce. But in reality, the foods we eat have a growing season. Most of the food you buy from Walmart or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods have been shipped there from someplace else. That journey multiplies the fossil fuels that go into our food production, but it also drains the nutrition of our food. Your tomatoes may have been freshly harvested at one time, but the longer they sit in transit or on grocery store shelves or in your fridge, the fewer vitamins and nutrients they retain. What we're forgetting is that eating is an agricultural act. For the pumpkin spice latte lovers out there, I'd even allow the suggestion that sipping a PSL is an agricultural act. But divorced from its appropriate time and place, that act becomes one of seasonal and agricultural revisionism. When we make demands of the season and soil rather than aligning ourselves with their rhythms and ways, we are in danger of more than mere kitsch. We threaten the health of our ecology and culture. In contrast, when we embrace the seasons and our limitations, we bring economy and nature back into harmony. Americans further south will celebrate their harvest season at a different time. They'll harvest different fruits, eat different veggies, and that's okay. Actually, it's not just okay, it's beautiful, because it encourages a diversity of production and consumption that truly reflects nature and her various patterns of place. Modern grocery store shelves are uniformed to a fault because their sameness is in fact reductive and unreflective of reality. But it's not all bad news. There are some positive signs of change. The most prominent one is the locavore movement and growing interest in agritourism. Sure, visiting the farm for a day isn't exactly immersing oneself into the country life experience But this kind of participation signals a beneficial desire to return to the land and experience its good. And there's anecdotal evidence that these pick-it-yourself clients have actually helped farmers. In an industry that increasingly struggles to get the seasonal labor it needs, You pick and community-supported agriculture programs actually save farmers money by taking the labor out of their work. So there is hope for Autumn Creep. Of course, by this point in the season where I live in Virginia, many pumpkins are nearly ready for harvesting. But since we've only just finished enjoying the last of the summer's peaches, I'm not rushing out to the pumpkin patch just yet. Besides, it's apple season, and we shouldn't just look to pumpkins for autumn's gastronomic inspiration. There's root vegetables like parsnips, turnips, and beets. There's a plethora of squash from butternut to acorn. There's rich greens like Swiss chard and kale and just the spiciest, crispest apples you could ever imagine. Why would we need sickeningly sweet Starbucks syrups when nature has the real stuff that we can cram into pies, bake into gingerbreads and squeeze into copious amounts of spiced and spiked apple cider? We don't have to fall for industrial America's version of the seasons. We can enjoy the real thing. But that does require celebrating the incredible sweetness of summer for as long as it lasts and not rushing to its end prematurely. Then when it's truly time, we can fully embrace and enjoy the glories of fall. And that does it for this episode of Seven Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, theweek.com, or wherever you listen. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four risk-free issues of the week magazine. To get started, visit theweek.com/slash four free.